Welcome to Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, the overeating podcast, where I'll be showing up weekly to share with you what I've learned during my binge eating recovery, helpful tools such as yoga, mindfulness, and energy medicine. My name is Stell, and my purpose is to inform and ed- educate so that you can fast track your recovery in healing your relationship with food and finally trust yourself around the peanut butter jar. Join me as I share top tips, my struggles and triumphs to help inspire or just entertain. Remember, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't stop overeating. That's why I'm here to guide you along the way. This episode is brought to you by my one and only food and mood journal. This is an eight-week food and mood journal and planner for beginners where you can track how food affects your mood, your hunger, and your energy levels. Are you sick and tired of promising yourself to stop binge eating? Do you feel out of control with food and you just don't know why you overeat? You might have intense cravings leading to self-sabotage. My food and mood journal is the perfect tool to help you tune into your signals that your body sends you. And by tracking what you eat and drink will help you give insight on how food affects your moods. This is a eight week kickstart to mindful eating to help you identify the triggers that make you want to eat when you're not physically hunger. So this includes a food tracker, a mood and stress tracker, because we know that stress eating can also lead to overeating. We also have an eight-week goals tracker with journal prompts and affirmations. You'll also track things like your water intake and exercise. It makes a beautiful gift for anyone who feels out of control with food. It's an easy to use journal and it will give you just the insights to help you get on the path to stop binge eating, emotional eating, or any other form of overeating. So get your food and mood journal today by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you. Hello, my loves. I am just enjoying the most beautiful sunshine today here in Melbourne. And I just realized how happy the sun actually makes me and just um, would love to record these episodes outside. However, I have a very active bird life and we also have these beautiful frogs in a pond (laughs) and they just love singing um, in the afternoons. So um, that would just be an editing nightmare. But uh, yeah, I just thought I would share that with you. Um, I um, am happy to be back for our weekly episode here uh, on the Beyond Overeating podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Stel Coombe Heath. I am a binge and emotional eating recovery specialist, and I help women have a better relationship with food in their bodies. And I do that through various programs and um, I have a free community, which is called the Wholesome Lifestyle Sisterhood. You're welcome to come and join us there uh, for support um, and you can ask questions. 
So I'd love to see you in that space if you are just new and you want to just find out. But if you wanted to um, start working on your relationship with food, um, you are more than welcome to work with me one-on-one as well. I also now recently created an online course for you to join. It's called the Food Zombie Freedom Program. And if you have done my quiz, you might already know your food zombie. But this Food Zombie Freedom Program is a program designed to help you stop binge and emotional eating within six weeks. It is available on uh, my website. And uh, I might actually pop the details in here for you. I have, it's, it's a very affordable way for you to really get into your health and healing journey. And it's, um, it does come with um, another, you know, an option to have a bit of one-on-one support as well. So you can choose whether you want to do a solo thing on, on, through the program or whether you would like some help one-on-one with some additional accountability or some extra troubleshooting. Um, so that's just what's available for you from, you know, what I offer in my community. So I'd love for you to be involved. Obviously this podcast is also here as a massive research, uh, <laughs> research, um, uh, um, as a resource for you. And, um, I'd love for you to subscribe and possibly share this episode with anyone who, uh, may or may not benefit, um, you know, in this episode. And um, I'd also, you know, this is your resource and this is a platform for you to learn and heal. And that is my my dream. And it's my vision to help as many women as I can. I actually have a number. I want to help a million women have a better relationship with food in their bodies. And if you um, could share this with a friend or share this into a community where you know a lot of people struggle with emotional eating and binge eating, that would be super helpful. But I'd also love for you to benefit off this platform. So send me a message, wholesomelifestyleproject.com. Click on the little chat function in the corner. It's a little purple button. My brand is purple, so you cannot miss the button. It's on every page of my website. And send me a message. Say, hey, I have a podcast question for you. Or, hey, I want to know how to work with you. Or, hey, I'm just really struggling. Do you have some resources or an episode that might help me? And I will send you that information because I, you know, I want to make sure that you get the information quickly and fast so that you can, um, you know, just feel normal again when it comes to food and your body and not be a slave to food thoughts and, you know, feel like you are a slave to binge eating or the food zombie brain, as I always talk about. Um, And uh, so let me, let me guide you, my loves. Um, that's what I'm here for. You know, I'd love to give the information, but if you need some personalized help, let's, let's figure out um, how we can do that for you. Um, because, you know, what I learned from my experience is getting the help that I needed actually got me into recovery so much quicker and faster because there's so much other information out there. There's just so many things um, and so many conflicting things out there. 
I was just confused for so, so long. And um, it took me years and years to figure out what's going on. And, you know, and then I joined a, a, a coaching program and a coach took me through a program and her program helped me within, in, within six weeks, I stopped binge eating, you know, and I added my own tools through the process. And these tools came in really handy for, uh, for me to really start being more accepting and loving of my body. Um, and that's now the, the tools that I teach my clients. So, um, and, you know, most of my clients, you know, can you imagine not binge eating in four weeks? Four to six weeks is usually the, the time frame where we see a, a complete reduction in binge eating episodes or actually, you know, um, just no binging at all. And we definitely don't have any food thoughts anymore and people can start feeling their hunger and food starts tasting better. Uh, so, you know, and everyone said, I don't know why I haven't done this a lot sooner in, you know, if I only knew about Estelle a lot sooner, I wouldn't have struggled for so many years. So um, lean on me, my loves. I would love to support you um, through, through this journey. So I just wanted to add that in the beginning of the episode because I know so I, I do mention that I'm here as a resource often and that I'm here to support you. Um, but I just wanted to really emphasize that today in this episode because this episode is airing over the week of the body image and eating disorder awareness week. And what I thought I would do is actually just take you on just a little background of my experience with binge eating disorder. And then I also wanted to talk about, um, I also wanted to talk about just some of the signs and symptoms um, that you may experience um, in disordered eating, right? And I talk a lot about disordered eating um, and the signs and symptoms and the things you need to be um, kind of, you know, aware of. If you recognize these things, you know that there's possibly, um, there's room for you to actually ask for help, you know? And um, that's what I'm saying, my loves, reach out you know, maybe just say, Stel, I'm, I'm ready to ask for help, but I don't know where to go. Or I am, you know, not even sure where to start. Uh, but, you know, the longer we leave these patterns, the longer or the stronger the neuro pathways become, and the harder it is to break these habits. All right. So let's just start with, uh, you know, my my journey let's start there um so i've just got a few notes here because i wanted to make sure that i kind of share um everything um along the way so i'm also going to just point out some of the disordered patterns so that you can maybe recognize this within yourself or maybe you recognize this within a loved one and i'd love for you to then share this episode with them or um reach out for help um, so, um, let's go with, um, where this journey started. Okay. Um, so I've been doing the math on how many years I've struggled with body issues and food issues and all the rest. And my earliest memory of body image 
concerns and body shame is at the age of 12, where I remember my friend's mom or friend talking about thighs needing to look a certain way, like it needed to look muscular and there needed to be a dent in my thighs. And then my um, gymnastics coach, um, he actually the one day I just started my period, so slightly bloated, um, and my gymnastics coach slapped my belly and told me that I needed to um, watch what I eat and I was getting fat. So in that moment and from that moment, I remember always standing in front of the mirror sideways trying to see if my belly has grown. Even years after I stopped with gymnastics. And it's not to say that technically, yes, he was the person that said that, but, you know, I held on to that belief from that day that my belly needed to be a certain way for me to be accepted by um, an authority figure, right? So um, I didn't you know, like, I don't talk about this very often. My, um, my dad was, um, he struggled with mental health issues. So he was, you know, he was very supportive and in our lives, but he didn't often have that very, um, large male influence, um, in our lives. So when someone like my gymnastic coach, who was a male figure, um, who, you know, kind of had more of that like masculine qualities about him, not that I'm saying my dad was feminine, but my dad was just a lot more placid. He, and mostly, um, that was because he was, um, drugged most of his life. Um, just to kind of suppress his like bipolar and moods. Um, so um, he, you know, he was very reserved and calm and, you know, more in the feminine energy. If, if you want to, you know, look at the feminine, the feminine is really calm. It's, uh, it's quiet and that kind of thing. And that was my dad. So having this coach who had more the masculine influence was really great, especially when it came to um, something, comp a competitive sport, such as gymnastics, you know, you need someone who is, you know, going to take charge, tell you what to do, you know, obviously in a nice way and in a disciplined way. And for him, you know, for him to say those words to me was really heartbreaking. And, um, this is called the Raw and Honest Truth uh, podcast. So there might be some tears along the way because, um, you know, whenever you have someone who comments on your body, especially a person that you love, and I see this so often with my clients, when their mums or their fathers comment on their body, it's almost like there's that instant form of rejection. Well, you, you don't accept me because you don't accept my body. And, you know, so many beliefs can form around that. So um, about two years later, I am now 14. Um, I started smoking um, because I read in a fashion magazine that smoking will help my metabolism and it will help keep me thin. And, um, I 
not very soon after that realized, well, I needed to eat less food. So I was living off like two like crackers and um, an apple pretty much and maybe an egg during the day. And then I'll have like a small plate for dinner. And um, it's just amazing how those habits kind of already formed so early in my life. Right. And what I wanted to point out here is the restrictive behavior of eating very little, smoking as a way to make up for eating, um, body checking every single day in the mirror to see whether my belly has grown. Now, many of us body check, we might pinch our hips, we pinch our bellies, and we might actually, you know, comment about how bad our bodies look and how we hate that we got ourselves in this way or whatever the case is. So these are all signs of disordered eating behaviors or, you know, body dissatisfaction, which leads to eating problems and eating disorders. All right. So, um, in um, so high school, pretty restrictive eating. Uh, in uni, I actually um, I was in a car accident in my early twenties, and um, I had a severe head trauma, um, which I actually saw an amazing friend of mine, Marianne, uh, for trauma work on this. But um, you know. I didn't realize how much that trauma was actually affecting my life. The only thing I really noticed was the migraines. So since, since the age of 20, 21, 21, 22, I can't quite remember, but um, I've been struggling with migraines um, and sometimes they're quite debilitating. Um, I have to take um, time off and um, yeah, it's just never been really great. But during the time I also, um, had a, a really bad breakup um, again from more of a, um, a really strong male figure, really, really loved this guy. He broke my heart and I ended up with um, an, um, in an emotionally abusive relationship. And through that relationship, I actually, um, I've never really, <laughs> opened up about this a lot but here we go um i try to commit suicide and um yeah like i went through a really dark period of life and didn't really want to be around you know so i stopped <laughs> i stopped my restrictive eating behaviors and i actually start that's probably where i remember a lot of my binge eating starting. Um, and I started, you know, I took all those wounds, all those things with me into the working world. Um, my self-worth was absolutely <laughs> shot. Um, and I normally don't talk about weight, but, you know, I was really unhappy in my body. My weight escalated to, um, you know, just a size that was, ex you know, extremely like the highest I have ever been. Um, and uh, yeah, like, you know, through those times, I also, again, I would work 
long hours. So 7am till some nights, 12pm at night. And I would not eat at work because um, someone once commented on the smell of my tuna salad or something. I can't remember, but (laughs) um, I never, um, I never really um, ate at work from that day onwards. So I would have these long hours of work um, and not eat, which again is restrictive behavior. And I would try and keep myself awake and energized with uh, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. And um, uh, at nighttime, I would get home and I would literally, (laughs) I have many occasions like binged on a full chicken or a whole, like, you know, a whole um, cottage pie. I mean, for like probably six or eight people. Um, And that kind of just became a normal part of my life. And I, I kind of didn't realize that my binges were just becoming more and more, you know, um, um, and, you know, obviously the contents of food that I was eating was more and more as well. Um, And in 2007, my husband proposed and, or back then my, my boyfriend and, uh, I decided that I didn't want to, you know, be in such an unhealthy relationship with food and smoking. And, you know, I I used to drink a lot of alcohol as well, just to try and cope with my emotions. Um, so I um, decided that, you know, I'm getting married, I'm moving into a next chapter of my life, and I didn't want to take all these behaviors with me. So I did what most people do, you know, like I got on the eat less, run more bandwagon. And from that moment, I've been on 24 different diets was the 25th diet was my three crackers and apple and (laughs) egg diet from high school but yeah I wasn't I was like cycled through 25 different diets and most of the diets I repeated more than once um you know I've done some of the popular ones in in South Africa there was this thing called Weight Watchers um I've done um Oh no, sorry. Weight Watchers is here. Uh, Wayless was in South Africa. Um, and I've also done like, you know, your run of the mills, your ketos, your, um, your clean eatings, your whole thirties, um, all of those, um, we have, we have done, um, cabbage soup diets, <laughs> uh, some of the more extreme stuff that I've done. And again, I'm not, advocating or triggering i'm trying not to trigger anyone here but these are the types of again trigger points for you to look out for right um i actually went for injections on my um, stomach to try and you know break down fat and everything else so i wanted to kind of just quickly before i carry on with my story just give you further details about disordered eating and what that looks like right um and disordered eating is nowadays really praised in the diet industry 
um, you know, people get rewarded for losing the most weight. Like, you know, we don't really have the, the biggest loser shows anymore, but you know, that's pretty much probably where a lot of these things started, but you know, there's like so many weight loss competitions and like body building competitions and you know um yes there's a lot to be said for the people working really hard on building muscle and strength but if you hear the extreme and i've actually had julia um one of the ladies on my podcast before who was in the fitness industry would tell you um just how dangerous the measures are that people take to get down to bikini to the day to bikini day Right. So, and these things are rewarded um, and they rewarded in the before and after photos in your social media feeds. And um, it's rewarded on magazines with this happy weight loss story with, uh, you know, this is the stuff I grew up with is the happy weight loss story on the front. There was always someone every, my mom bought this weekly magazine. There was always someone on the front with who has lost some form of weight and now she is happy or she has never felt more energized because she's happy. So of course we build the belief that if we lose weight, we will have more energy. And if we lose weight, we will have um, happiness, you know? And to an extent, maybe, you know, there, there might be some validity in that, but that's usually short-lived because of the fact that dieting is not meant to last forever. And it doesn't, it's built on this, um, concept of willpower so here are some signs of disordered eating we've got chronic dieting fasting skipping meals binge eating feeling like you don't trust yourself around food being controlling around food constant dieting oh i have that there twice and cutting out food groups right so that we've got loads of people who say i've cut carbs i've cut dairy when they're not allergic to it, obviously, if you have an allergy, I always say, please don't eat it, please don't eat it. But <laughs> um, cutting out certain food groups can really lead to, to obsessive food behaviors, right? And disordered eating slows down your metabolism and it can lead to osteoporosis. It can lead to fatigue and weight gain because of the yo-yo dieting and the slow metabolism. Um, it leads to poor concentration, obsessions with body, uh, with food and body, um, obsessions with the scale. Um, it can cause headaches, muscle cramps, all of the things, right? So as you can see through my journey, there was a lot of that going on. You know, um, the cabbage shoot diet is like cutting out a lot of, lot of foodstuffs. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to just not hop on all the, all the diets I have been on, but even though I was on these diets, um, I started running. Um, so I'd run, um, and I would run pretty much 60 to a hundred kilometers a week. Yes, I was training for ultra marathons and yeah, they were a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, the real reason why I got into my running shoes was, was to make up for my binge eating. All right. So, um, so I was on this running journey and this health journey and I still binge ate and I couldn't get to the bottom of why. And I went to go see a psychologist for help. And she looked at me, uh, she asked me one or two questions. Obviously this, I'm not bashing psychologists, but she was not 
anyone equipped to deal with disordered eating because all she asked me was how much I ate and then I told her and she's like well that's not really you don't really look like a binge eater so it can't you just need to manage your emotions basically but so I was kind of dismissed from that point of view. I was really ashamed of my behaviors because I would be healthy at work, sitting at my work, um, eating my healthy meals. But then when I'm typing at my desk, I'm just seeing like visualizing and fantasizing about pastries and the, the overbearing food thoughts, which is absolutely crazy. You know, I'd sit there and go, well, tonight I'm going out for dinner, so I'm going to have a small lunch and then I'm going to have to go run at lunchtime so that I can have a glass of wine later because it's been a heavy week. And I would really like some dessert from this place because it's really awesome. So tomorrow I'm going to have to um, X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And that's just like the, the thoughts that would go in my head. You know, in the mornings I would wake up and be so ashamed of what I'd eat. And I'd get on the scale every day, twice a day. I'd pinch my belly and my hips and just hated myself for what I would do every single day. Um, so this was pretty much my life, day in and day out for... 14 years it was like 14 15 years that was the cycle um and in 20 2018 i you know i signed up to do my yoga teacher training i was looking for answers i started reconnecting with my body and that's when i realized i just cannot carry on with what i'm doing and that is when I learned or I approached a coach to help me. And in that time, she pointed me in the right direction. She would, you know, exactly what I do with my clients now. She'd help me troubleshoot my behavior, come up with ways to um, work with my urge. Um, and this is all very bio-individual. It's not something that's just... Um, you know, everyone's situation is different. So most of my work is actually one-on-one -on -one with clients um, in a 16-week-long in container. But this journey has taught me so much about my relationship with food and has taught me how to really understand my clients' relationship with food and empathize with what they are going through. And I can empathize with what you are going through, my love. And I thought that it would just be great for, for you to kind of hear my story again and maybe identify with what I have to say. Um, come and join my communities. I'd love to have you. Um, and this is pretty much where I'm going to leave this week's episode. If you are needing a little bit of extra help, last week, um, episode 83, I actually did a binge eating tapping session. Um, so go and listen to that. Um, because that might just give you some short-term relief if you just had a binge or if you have the urge to binge. Um, but please reach out if you would like to work more personally one-on-one -on -one with me. I'd love to, to have you, but I'd also love to see you in my communities. I can't wait to see you next week in another episode of the Beyond Overeating podcast. Bye, my loves. Thank you so much for joining me today and don't forget to share this with all your friends. You can do this by adding this to your Instagram story and tagging me at Wholesome Lifestyle Project or by simply telling them about it. If you could rate and review on whatever platform you are listening, 
This will go a long way in helping me get this podcast out there so that I can share my message and help as many women out there struggling with food issues as I can. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram on Wholesome Lifestyle Projects or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Estelle Heath, and that's where you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.